The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. And welcome to 10 oh Minutes to Save God, Your Marriage, the podcast where two cheerful, happy, uh, otherwise put-together people... <laughs> you know what? I can't even lie to you. We're, we're just barely hanging on by a thread. I'm James Breakwell. He's Steve Olivas. I, I, I don't even know. How are you doing, Steve? I... You... I'm the lead counter when we count in, and you jumped in and counted, and then you got mad at me. Both times, for both podcasts today, we could not handle the counting, which is why this podcast does not happen more often than it does. But here we are, persevering anyway, 10 minutes to solve all the problems of the world, and we will start with this one. Hey, hey James and Steve, how do I set up boundaries without being a jerk or rude? For context, there's a couple of foreigners that I work with, and they are eager to learn the local language. I taught them a few words at first, but now they want me to tutor them once or twice a week. I really don't want to do it, but I don't know how to say no, since they they are always nice to me, and they are also my superiors. Please help me get out of it. Thanks. All right, Steve. You are you are so good at disappointing people. This is This is right in your wheelhouse. I, I've been on the other side of this, and now I don't know if the letter writer is a male or a female. I think women are probably a little better at doing this kind of thing because they're just naturally more nurturing. But I remember when I was looking for a job right out of my doctoral program, one of the jobs that came open was at the counseling center at the University of Florida, but they wanted a Spanish speaker. And uh, I'm okay with Spanish, but I'm not fully conversational. And there was a woman I knew who was Spanish. And I asked her, like, she did exactly what this letter writer said. Like, she, she, I, I taught a class of, uh, like, intro psych at the community college. And she was in the class. And uh, she would teach me words here and there. And she thought it was cute that I was trying to speak Spanish. But I asked her one day, I said, hey, would you mind, like, just sitting down with me before class or after class for, like, a half hour and just, like, conversing about anything in Spanish just so I can get conversational? And she said, oh, that's so nice of you to ask me. But I don't think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, oh, oh, okay. And she was very nice about it. And I didn't take it in a butthurt kind of way. It was done in an, a warm, kind of empathetic, uh, like genuine way. But it was a hard no. And I didn't bring it up again. And I didn't walk away with my feelings hurt. So my advice to the letter writer is to do it exactly that same way. Because the dynamic was the same. I was kind of her superior. I was the instructor at uh, the learning annex with adults in the classroom even though I, she's probably 20 years older than me at the time, but I was still in charge, right? And so even if it's your bosses, if you just come through in a very kind, a very, oh, that's really nice of you to ask, I'm, I'm flattered, but uh, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. I think they'll respect that. Now, maybe they're not as cool and level-headed and rational as I am, Breakwell, but <laughs> I think the best way is always a kind, hard stop. What say you? 
Well, two things. I mean, the saying no is the easy part. Like, I just don't have time for this. But hey, here's this great app that's literally designed for it, and it's free. And you can point them to that. Nah, you know, it's something. That's not the same thing. It's, uh, you know, the, it, it's probably better. I mean, let's be honest. People are the worst. <laughs> Apps are the future. Let AI take over. Just give in, Steve, and, and stop fighting this. Uh, I will say, though, I guess it would make a difference. Is this on the clock or off the clock? Like, is this you're doing your full work day? And then you tutor them, or are you just, like, doing this during the day? And if you're doing this during the day, like, do you still have time to get your other stuff done? Or does this take the place of that other stuff? Yeah. Because, honestly, the the key there, and I mean, this would have been super easy if they were your equal or if they were your underling, but they're your superiors. And, honestly, if we're just going to get real about what matters at work, what matters at work is your boss liking you. So if this is during the workday when you've already sold your time for money, you've already cashed in on that way, and you have a way to make the people who give pay raises and promotions like you more, then why not? Like, yeah, sure. I'll spend my day hanging out with you guys. Maybe we'll go out and we'll, you know, you know, uh, grab a drink while we do this in the middle of the day or have a long lunch. And, you know, they just hobnobbing is the most important skill at the office. And I say this as somebody who hates hobnobbing and who has suffered for it. There's a reason I'm not a CEO someplace. There's a reason I have not hit it big. It's because I hate doing this sort of thing. But you know who ends up at the top of the or- or organizations? People who are good at that kind of thing. People who like it. They're not great pers- production workers they're not go over there pumping out tsp reports or churning out widgets or whatever they are (laughs) what they're doing is they're rubbing elbows with the people with power who make decisions and then when they make those decisions you think they're going to point the guy uh uh, promote the guy who's good at you know turning out 100 widgets an hour or are they going to promote the guy who's fun to hang out with who taught him some foreign words so i would say that would be the determining factor is that this is on top of your other duties if this doesn't get you out of any work or especially if this is outside of work hours just say no Say, hey, I appreciate the offer, but I just don't have time for it. Here's some alternatives. Here's some classes you can find. Here's some app you can use, that kind of thing. But if it's during work hours, if it takes the place of some other duty you have to do, I say do it. And uh, and you know what? Get some schmoozing in. Get your smoothie. They, you will be teaching them a language, and they will be teaching you how to brown nose, and you will both mutually benefit. <laughs> Unfortunately, the question is, how do I set up boundaries without being rude? So my guess is the letter writer, regardless of whether this is on the clock or off the clock, has no interest in doing this going forward. So I guess what I'm saying, James, is the letter writer should listen to me and not you. I mean, that's the way it usually is. That's that's fair enough. I was just trying to think outside the box a little bit. I don't know. Saying no is not something I've ever had a ton of problem with. I don't know. I just kind of I just kind of do it. I don't. uh, Why why are we still doing this podcast then? Because I don't want to stop it. I mean, that's the cold truth. That's the thing (laughs) I don't want to admit. You just drew it out of me. But the fact is that if either one of us, despite all our protests, despite all our whining and complaining, despite all our. (laughs) fighting if either one of us actually wanted to stop this podcast it would just be over it wouldn't even be a long conversation (laughs) you'd shoot me a text like yo i'm out things are too busy like all right man take care i'll i'll keep watching your tweets as things go wrong on the ranch you would have one single tear dripping down the left cheek you'd be like oh I don't know. I miss him already. And you know, That's what you'd be saying. It's one of those things. I don't. It's. I don't view no as like no forever either. Like if you were to say, "Hey man, I can't do it anymore," it's like, "All right, cool." But that doesn't mean that like you know, six months from now, I might not show up at the ranch. We might get some content that way. <laughs> oh shoot! Now I got to go back through and edit that. Ah!
Oh, that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> All right. But if you well. were passing through my area, that uh, yeah. I yeah. Uh, that I wouldn't, uh, you know, have you over, and we would, uh, you know, still hang out. It's not like you're saying I don't want to ever talk to you again. You're just saying, hey, this this one thing that makes us no money and uses up so much time, I don't have time for it anymore. (laughs) But if you wanted to go a step beyond that and sever all communications, I would respect that, too, because I've kind of I've come to the realization at this point in my life that you can't force someone to like you and you can't keep someone in your life who doesn't want to be there. If they're on the way Uh out, they're on the way out. And every time no. I've tried to keep them when they made it clear they were on the way out, it has ended in disaster. Just complete and utter <laughs> disaster. So when someone wants to All go, right. I let them go. You're preaching to the choir. Because when I bought the ranch, I tried breaking up with you and you did not accept my breakup. Do you remember this conversation? Did you seriously try to break up with me? Yes! I'm like, I am overwhelmed. I can't do it. Find, uh, just uh, get another partner and keep the show going. And you're like, nope, we're going to keep doing this. <laughs> I, I forgot what my response was, but you're like, all right, so we good for next week? And you just, you, you ignored my breakup. And so I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm held hostage by you. You, you threaten it so much. I guess I don't know the re- difference between a real breakup and a fake breakup. I guess, I guess that's on me. <laughs> But in my defense, had it been a real breakup, you would have stopped showing up. Like those other people, they're gone. They just. But yet you, I, I message you back and forth to set up times, and you find times, and those times happen. And when you come here, you put out a good product. I mean, not good by other people's standards, but good by your standards. You're doing the best you can do within your limited capabilities, and I respect that. Oh, your actual statement was, I'm not going to find anybody else because I'm going to do this with you or I'm not going to do it. And that that won me over. Like, all right, we'll figure it out. I mean, that is fairly true for for all the, the bluster back and forth. We do have good chemistry. I don't know if that chemistry leads to good things, but I've been on a <laughs> lot of podcasts with a lot of people. And there's nobody else who I can kind of insult just enough that they can give it back and not be too offended. Like we're mutual punching bags here. And that's really what defines the relationship. And it's a rare quality. You need a mutual punching bag who also has too much free time and also has just really poor judgment. And that is the perfect mixture that we have right here. Wow. I was almost flattered for a second, but okay. That's a a second time today. I came close to complimenting you and then pulled it way, way back. Well, if you, I was reaching for it. Yeah. All right, I'll walk us out of here. If you have a question you'd like us to answer in 10 minutes or less, or slightly more because we're building each other up and then insulting each other at the last second, send that in to jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be parent-child, co-workers, owner-pet, whatever you've got, send it in. This has been another week of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back. 